Welcome to the Property Voice Podcast, helping you to navigate safely through the world of property investing. Get the lowdown and updates, insights and outcomes on all matters property with a splash of entertainment along the way. The Property Voice, a voice to trust among the crowd. Now, let's get started with your host, Richard Brown. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Property Voice podcast. My name is Richard Brown and as always, it's a pleasure to have you join me again on the show today. In today's show, I wanted to share with you some of the insights that came out of my most recent article submission in the June issue of YPN magazine or Your Property Network magazine, where I posed the question, property investment, is it still worth it? In answering this question, I highlight what I call the danger list, where those investors which are most vulnerable to the recent changes may may find themselves, uh, and it's a bit of a warning sign really. And I go on to present some simple tactics that we could deploy depending on our own situation and indeed our needs going forward. And broadly, these are defined as defend, vary or consider alternatives. Then I've got a short update for you on the progress of our listener feedback survey uh, in the Your Voice segment and and a call to action really for you to get involved and have your say because I'd like to get as uh, a broader representation uh, and response as possible. Okay, let's not wait any longer. Let's get straight on with the show. Okay, so let's get on with this week's featured topic with Property Chatter. Today's uh, property chatter is based on an adaptation of my June article for Your Property Network or YPN magazine. So if you'd like to see the full piece, um, which includes a number of sporting analogies uh, in in the actual longer write-up, then you can either grab yourself a copy of the YPN magazine, or if you drop me a line, I can send you just the extract instead. But uh, it is a good magazine, and uh, I would suggest that uh, you, you go out and get yourself a subscription of that particular thing. So what exactly is buy-to-let? Well, buy-to-let is a, is a relatively new investment sector that um, emerged out of the mid-1990s when Arla, the Association of Residential Letting Agents, developed a mortgage product in conjunction with a small number of lenders. And the mortgage was specifically aimed at providing more rental housing to meet the growing demand which existed at that time. And uh, if you want uh, if you want a reference to that, uh, re- look up the article "18 Years of Buy to Let," which you can f- you can find by googling. And it was written by Paragon, and they were one of the first lenders, in fact, that uh, came to the market. Now, prior to this, most people engaged in the private rental sector used to buy property using either cash, or alternatively, um, some fairly sizable deposits and commercial loans instead. And it was the environment, really, or of the wealthy and or the more commercially savvy landlords. You might remember TV programs like Rising Damp, which probably doesn't paint the best of of illustrations in the lead up to to the big change. But um, it became more um, accessible, let's say, with the advent of buy-to-let mortgages. So it was in 1996 uh, when buy-to-let as we now know it was born. And let's just think for one moment, that was only 20 years ago. It's not actually that long ago. And according to the Council of Mortgage Lenders, some 1.7 million buy-to-let mortgages have been advanced. Outstanding mortgage balances now exceed 200 billion, 
and I'm reliably informed that's equivalent to the GDP of Hong Kong. And the PRS, or the private rental sector, has more than doubled in size. Whilst not exactly mainstream, it's certainly become a big investment sector, um, particularly accessible for um, you know, more middle class, I suppose, or aspirational types of investors. And it's because, as a result, it's become more commonplace as a subject of many a pub, uh, coffee shop, or even dinner party conversation. The existence of buy-to-let mortgages allowed people to gain access to investment property far more easily than they could have done before. At times over this period, in fact, the level of deposit required was very low, or even zero, with same-day remortgages being exploited by some investors prior to the last property crash in the last property boom. However, in the last six years or so, we've seen some radical changes to buy to lend. First, the global financial crisis, and followed quickly by the housing crash of 2008-2009. And more recently, we've seen a progressive stream of policy and legislative legislative, rather, changes accelerating in particular during 2015 and in the early part of 2016. And no longer were low deposit loans so readily available to allow easy access to a rental property. And for those that could, tighter regulation, um, control, and indeed tax penalties have quickly mounted up. The culmination of these changes came through the emergency summer budget last year, quickly followed by the autumn statement. And, uh, And indeed, this has been added to by the spring budget of this year as well. If you think for a minute that we've had the withdrawal of the fair wear and tear allowance, the change in mortgage interest relief, which is very big, has a very big implication, um, uh, and impacting many a buy-to-let investor uh, who's investing in their own name. Then, of course, we have the change to stamp duty land tax um, with a premium of 3% for second homeowners, which, of course, includes the uh, includes buy-to-let uh, investors. And finally, we've now got a penal tax, uh, cap, sorry, capital gains tax regime, which, uh, which has a high rate of, uh, of capital gains tax for residential property gains compared to all other investment gains. Yeah, I guess you could feel we've had, uh, I have a bit of a, I use the a boxing analogy in the write-up and um, you can see where that perhaps comes from. We do feel like we've taken a bit of a battering, let's say. So with all these changes, um, is it the end of buy-to-let? Is it still worth it, is the question. Well, as a bit of a spoiler alert, it depends. I'm not really answering the question there, am I? But yeah, I'm going to go through perhaps uh, some different scenarios. And it really does depend. It depends on the situation, depends on you, and depends on what you're looking to achieve through, uh, through investment. But before offering some of those potential suggestions and alternatives, let's first of all outline who is potentially vulnerable from, from these most recent changes in policy. And if you can identify with one or more of the following scenarios in what I call my danger list, then I suggest an urgent review of your plans. If, if of course, buy to let is your intended course. So here's my danger list, things to watch out for, if you like. And uh, and, and very simply, uh, first of all, if you're investing in buy to let in your own personal name or names, if you're investing with somebody else. Secondly, if you're acquiring property investments using mortgages and particularly with medium to higher loan to values. If you are currently a high rate taxpayer or even a highest rate taxpayer is the third one. And equally, if you would be a higher rate or highest rate taxpayer once your gross rental income, 
I said grossed, I meant gross, <laughs> rental income from buy-to-let is added to all of your other taxable income. This is a bit of a gotcha actually and a lot of people don't realize this one uh, because you could be a basic rate taxpayer now but uh, because of the change if you add your rental income gross, that's before taking any deductions to your existing income, you might find yourself pushed into a higher rate tax bracket and that can have some fairly serious consequences particularly if combined with some of the other factors I'm mentioning. And similarly, if you're investing in properties with uh, low mortgage interest cover by the rental income and or you know, a low net monthly cash flow, which is tantamount to the same thing really. So if you're operating on a slim cash flow or profit basis, it could be on the danger list as well. So if you can identify with one or more of the, these scenarios, then maybe buy to let is being closed off as an avenue for wealth creation, in, at least in the manner it's been witnessed over the last couple of decades. In which case, we must find another way. We must adapt and change. However, to be expressly clear, I still believe that buy-to-let can be an effective avenue to pursue as property investors in certain cases or in certain ways. For example, lower rate taxpayers, um, those seeking to have low levels of debt, or those that simply seek one or two properties to hold for long-term capital gain, provided the costs are covered in the meantime, could still find buy-to-let fits their need through personal investment, uh, investing in their own name that is. A caveat to this is an ability to cope with all of the red tape that already exists and is likely to keep coming through in the meantime. That's a trend I don't see stopping anytime soon. However, for those that might find themselves ticking off uh, one or even a number of the scenarios in my danger list, or those that seek greater rewards from property investment, then adaptation in some form will be the key theme over the next few years, I would suggest. Adaptation can come in, in various ways, of course. Alternatives to the vanilla buy-to-let model through our personal name will include considering defensive approaches, variations to the existing model, and some um, alternative property strategies to pure buy-to-let. So I'm going to walk you through some of those three different scenarios right now. Um, and the first one, it starts with defend. Now, the first step with a defensive model is to look at our current situation and then to try to protect or defend it, obviously, as the name suggests. And here, the, the, the first thing we can do is aim to keep our mortgage lending down. So this means reducing the loan to value at the outset or by reducing it over time through overpayments and that kind of thing. We can look at switching to a long-term or, or low-rate uh, fixed deals as well so that we've got uh, protection from interest rate rises. We can increase rent levels where possible uh, more steadily over the next few years than perhaps we might have done other otherwise. Uh, you know, I'm not always one for increasing the rents year on year, but I think with the gradual phasing in of this mortgage interest relief changes over the next few years, perhaps it's you know more prudent to start looking at uh, gradual rent increases rather than trying a, maybe a big bang approach in three or four years' time. So testing that out really and just gradually lifting that out sorry, lifting that up. Uh, I think I worked out elsewhere. I don't have to do this from memory, but I think something like a 3% a year rent increase would compensate for some of the tax changes. Uh, don't quote me on that. I'm just going from memory, but uh, I really should have had the figure to hand, shouldn't I? But uh, there we go. It's um, it, it ran about a small increase year on year, basically could help to offset some of that change. 
And indeed, we could consider placing new buy-to-let investments into company ownership, noting that this may not be suitable for everyone and so professional advice is recommended. There will be some people, of course, who might be thinking of switching their existing investments owned personally into a corporate structure as well. But very clearly, that's going to depend on your own situation. And I would always recommend that you you take professional advice before considering doing that. So Defend was the first approach we can take, particularly if we already have a portfolio. The second area I really wanted to, to go into was to vary. So one is Defend, two is Vary. And the hardest hit segments of buy to let will be those that cannot service their mortgages and indeed their tax bills through the cash flow um, that they'd be enjoying or realizing following the changes that are going to be fully realized over the next few years. And this is where, you know, potentially there will be low yields and, and low rental coverage of the mortgage repayments, leaving just a small margin of pre-tax profit today. So if you are run, running a, a fairly slim cash flow or even negative cash flow, uh, and indeed you can identify with some of the other changes I've mentioned, then it's really something you need to be looking to do. So what can we do? Well, I think some of the suggestions here, we can start looking at higher yielding single lets potentially, such as uh, might be available in the outer regions of the UK. London and the southeast traditionally has fairly low yields. And so uh, the outer reaches, um, you know, this is a, a bit of a sweeping statement, but they may have sort of slightly higher yields that you could enjoy instead. So maybe switching the future focus to other, other locations could be a potential hedge here. Alternatively, looking at things like multi-lets, houses of multiple occupation, student accommodation, that kind of thing, in, in any area with the right mix of rental demand and supply permissions could be another variation that we could look to consider. It's not by any means an exhaustive list. It's really just to kind of whet your appetite really is the sort of things that you could do. The, if the second idea was to vary, then the third one is to consider alternatives altogether. And the alternatives that we could consider could include short-term lets. Now, this could be holiday, holiday rentals. It's treated in a different way or serviced accommodation, city lets, that kind of thing. Um, equally, moving away from pure rental strategies could bear fruit. This might take us into property trading, uh, conversion type projects, and indeed development type projects. Many of these strategies currently have much more favorable tax treatment than pure buy to let. So uh, we could be looking at alternative strategies, as I mentioned, either through a different kind of rental model or switching away from a rental model altogether and looking at some, some kind of uh, capital uplift type of solution like trading property or conversions to, re to realize equity growth. But do keep in mind that uh, more creative strategies uh, that come into play um, you know, could, could include lease options and indeed rent to rent and, and, and that kind of uh, alternative strategy. However, more creative can also mean more complex, more risk, more work and more sharks at times as well. So keep that in mind. But I guess the, you know, the conclusion um, is, uh, in conclusion rather, so is, is property investing still worth it? The answer... <laughs> You probably get to know me by now. The answer is, uh, well, I was going to say it depends, but actually the answer is no, yes, or maybe. And so it might be no, uh, perhaps if, uh, you know, for buy to let is, you know, for a significant number may well have become far less, you know, attractive or even unsustainable for some that have identified with my earlier danger list and maybe can't even get out of it. Some buy to let investors have indeed already or indeed will exit the market as a result. Unfortunately, uh, it's not going to suit everybody. The yes 
the answer where yes it might be still suitable and worth it could be for example for a few that are left largely unaffected by the recent changes perhaps it's therefore a, a keep calm and carry on approach um, you know that might be particularly where you've got a small number of properties or you've got low debt levels and this sort of thing or high cash flow you're not necessarily going to be quite as impacted maybe so you know, carry on as usual. But things can change over time as well. So it's best to stay on top of what's coming up uh, as well as, um, you know, just to make sure that you're not going to be affected sometime in the future. So that's the no, that's the yes camp. And then there's a great big maybe camp. And this uh, this is for those uh, that buy to let no longer serves necessarily in, in, the, in, the, in the way that it did, certainly over the last couple of decades. And the key here then is to adapt. So we can adapt by defending what we already have, varying in some way where, where appropriate, or considering alternative strategies, as I mentioned earlier. There's more to property investing than just buy-to-let, after all. I have focused very much on buy-to-let because that's where that's the mushroom, if you like, over the last 20 years. It's kind of, people have spr sprung, uh, it's been a springboard and people have hung on to over the last few decades. But there is more to investing than pure buy-to-let, or there's more to property than pure buy-to-let, at least. And for those that plan ahead and can make course corrections and change their approach uh, their, and their, indeed their direction, a rich reward can still await that, uh, for those that can implement a flexible, professional and, mind, and more diverse approach to property investment than pure buy-to-let. And you never know, you may be up to pick up a bargain from those that are exiting the market as well. So there you go, then I've just kind of rattled through that a little bit. And uh, it's, as I say, it's a bit of an extract from the article. Uh, which camp do you see yourself in? Do you, do you see yourself maybe looking to defend, vary, or consider alternative strategies? Can you identify with my danger list, as I've liked to call it? If you can, then perhaps drop me a line, podcast at thepropertyvoice.net, to share your thoughts. I'd love to hear from you. As for me personally, I have an existing portfolio some of which is in my personal name, along with further plans for growth. I have a mixture of different tactics that I'm deploying. I'm using some of the approaches that I've mentioned along the uh, defending, varying and alternative strategy ideas raised. I have some investments through a company. I've identified some properties that I'd like to switch to an alternative model or indeed to review the rent on. I am involved in trading and conversion projects and indeed some higher yielding income, uh, high yielding income strategies as well. And whilst I'm looking at the UK, I'm also investing in other overseas markets that I know as well. And this is a potential hedge against, uh, against some further changes that uh, I'm forecasting are going to happen in the UK. I'm, I'm equally <laughs> affected by the recent policy, policy changes myself, as you can see. However, as a professional property investor, I know that I need to keep my eye on the changes ahead and indeed adapt to these changes, um, uh, both predicted and actual. So how about you? Um, how are you affected? And more importantly, what are your plans? But as I said before, drop me a line. Love to hear from you. But next up, though, we're going to talk a little bit about how you can help me to shape the podcast going forward. Up next is your voice. It's all about you and your property world. Over the past few weeks, I've been seeking feedback on the podcast and already have had some very useful and insightful responses. But I'd like to gather as much feedback as I possibly can from, from listeners, both old and new. So please would you consider taking a few minutes to complete our listener survey. 
And you can find a link to the survey in the show notes. And if you also drop me a line, podcast at thepropertyvoice.net, I'll just ping you back a link so that you can just go straight to the survey as well. So make it nice and easy for you. So far, it seems clear that uh, you like the pure property content of Property Chatter, along with my own insights and experience. And indeed, the subject matter expert contributions have been very well received. Kaza gets a very big thumbs down and uh, one or two of you think that my wider philosophical insights and at times meandering style, yes, I think I actually demonstrated that a little bit earlier today, is not necessarily your personal cup of tea, let's say. But uh, I've also been likened to Alan Partridge at times, uh, certainly from one quarter, uh, for laughing at my own jokes. Yeah, you have to sort of have a bit of fun at times. So uh, yeah, if that's a little bit Alan Partridge-like, yeah, perhaps I've been doing a little bit of that. But it's okay. Um, When you put yourself out there a little bit, you know that you won't please all of the people all of the time. Although I think it's important to to let your personality and your values shine through as, uh, as transparently as possible. And hopefully that comes through. But one thing is for sure, I'm passionate about sharing my knowledge. And as long as you find this useful or interesting or indeed both, I'll happily continue to do so. But I'd rather have a larger representative sample uh, of responses before drawing any final conclusions. So please make your voice heard and complete the survey, would you? It is anonymous if you'd like it to be. However, please consider that um, if you have, uh, sorry, if you make an observation or a comment and uh, you keep your response anonymous, I might not fully be able, I might not fully understand it. And um, it'd be useful sometimes just to have a chat with you, have an exchange with you, just to uh, maybe check uh, what you particularly meant. I've had a couple of comments which have been anonymous, but I didn't quite understand uh, the full context of that. So it was difficult to fully interpret. But don't worry, I, uh, I won't bite. But equally, I and indeed other listeners might not 100% agree with you as well. So um, I take everything on board, but I can't promise necessarily to implement everything because we might just have some opposite uh, opposite requirements here. But there seems to be a fair, a fair degree of concentration in the responses I've had to date. So that's been very revealing and very welcome, I have to say. So uh, keep those responses coming through. The links, as I say, in the show notes or ping me an email. Equally, I'd also be happy to tackle your questions um, and more in the months ahead, you know, in relation to the YPN column, the new beginnings column in YPN. So drop me a line. It's a different email address, admin at thepropertyvoice.net with your questions uh, uh, with the subject line YPN, won't you? In fact, I've started to post some of those reader questions from YPN and indeed my, my replies onto the blog as well. So if you head over to uh, thepropertyvoice.net, you can see what Kate and Brian in particular had to say in response to some of my recent YPN columns. So have a head over there and have a look. And by the way, Brian is not Brian's real name. I wanted to protect his identity. Uh, of course, I, I don't want to share people's personal identity unless I've been given permission to do so. So Brian isn't Brian, but um, I'm sure he's indicative of, of a few of you out there. Uh, and I won't unduly expose somebody's personal situation either in case you're concerned about that. So um, we can keep things anonymous. We can change names to protect the innocent. Or indeed, if you prefer, I don't have to go public and we just have a private exchange instead. I've no problem with doing that. But right now, that re- that's really it for this week. Um, keep those uh, survey results coming in. Uh, I hope you um, you found the discussion about the uh, is property uh, investing still worth it interesting. And um, I hope you haven't identified too much with the danger list. But at least if you had, uh, we considered one or two options that you could consider, whether that's to do defend, vary, or consider alternative strategies. But right now, though, all that remains for me to say this week 
again is uh, thank you very much for joining me on the show today. And until next time on the Property Voice podcast, it's ciao, ciao. Thank you for listening today. Now head over to thepropertyvoice.net for more inspirational content and get updates through our mailing list. Join us next time on the Property Voice podcast. And if you enjoyed the show, please don't forget to rate us on iTunes.